So let's conduct a thought experiment. Are you ready? Imagine that you believed in a God of vengeance, deception, and disloyalty. How might you live? Vengefully, deceitfully, and disloyally, right? We could actually use this thought experiment in a variety of other ways. You could say, well, what if you imagine God as being a woman? God as being a man? God as being black? Or what if you imagine God as being very far away and not involved in human affairs? Or what if you imagine that God was always watching you all the time and was very close? Think about all of that and how you might live and all those different thought experiments. Would you agree that a possible conclusion from our little thought experiment is this statement? An individual's image of God can powerfully shape their life and behavior. If you think that statement's true, give a thumbs up. If you think it's false, give a thumbs down. Yeah, I think I see a lot of thumbs up. I also see one person picking their nose, but never mind that. Today's Old Testament lesson brings us back to the beginning of the Bible. The beginning of the Christian story, and back to the beginning of all created things. Genesis is the episode of the Bible that you don't want to miss. Genesis sets the story. Genesis sets the backstory. Genesis introduces the first characters. Genesis introduces the human situation. What happens in Genesis does not stay in Genesis. Let's say that together. What happens in Genesis does not stay in Genesis. For 2,000 years, Christians have returned to Genesis to understand God, themselves, and the world. God reveals to us, or excuse me, Genesis reveals to us the image, the picture that our spiritual ancestors had about God. And the picture, the image that we see is a God who creates the world by the power of his word. In Genesis, God is a cosmic craftsman, a loving laborer, and an attentive artist. And each day, God looks at his masterpiece, the canvas that is emerging, looks at creation, and says that, what? It saw that it was good. And when the divine artist completes this masterpiece, Genesis says that God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. Now, the method of God's creation did not concern our spiritual ancestors. The ancient text of Genesis does not divulge specific scientific data telling us exactly how God did it, only that God did it. Say, God did it. Now, there is a range of Christian views about the how, ranging from literal six-day creation to young and old earth theories, as well as divinely guided evolutionary theories. Okay, but next to the claim that God is the creator of all things, what exactly is it about Genesis that has brought Christians jogging back to Genesis century after century, time and time again? Do you know what it is? What is it about Genesis that keeps bringing people back? Well, it's chapter 1, verse 27. 
chapter 1, verse 27. So God created humankind in His image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. If you've heard that verse, raise your hand. Genesis 1.27 So God created humankind in His image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Now, what's fascinating is that this little verse, this little verse about being made in God's image has become a heavyweight champion in the history of Christian theology, ethics, and activism. The Latin term for this concept is the Imago Dei. The Imago Dei. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I. So let's say that term together. The Imago Dei. The Imago Dei. Say it one more time. And one more time. Some of you, your Latin pronunciation is amazing. You know, of course we don't know exactly how the Latin was pronounced, but that's why it was amazing. So earlier this week, I was walking in Jackson Park, and I met this friendly young man, and he asked me about my family and my life, stuff like that. So I sort of returned the favor, and I said, well, what does your dad do for a living? And the young man said, well, he's a magician. He cuts people in two. I was like, well, that's interesting. Uh, Do you have any siblings? And the young man said, yes. I have one half-sister and one half-brother. Get it? Get it? Half-brother, half-sister, cutting in two. All right, before some of you choose to cut me in two, let's keep going with the sermon. Now, clearly that guy's dad did not understand the implications of the Imago Dei. Now, here are some true or false statements. Thumbs up for truth, thumbs down for false. Here are some statements you tell me whether they're true or false. Today is Trinity Sunday. True. The Christian understanding of God is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. True. The Christian understanding of God is love. True. So, as St. Augustine put it in the 5th century, talking about the Trinity... Referring to the lover, the beloved, and the love that binds them together. The lover, the beloved, and the love that binds them together. You and I are made in that image, the triune image, the image of a God of love, the image of that divine community, that divine set of relationships. We are made in the image of a God who rests. We are made in the image of the one who came and lived among us in Jesus Christ. Let's take a little survey of hands. How many of you are sometimes getting weary of Zoom meetings? Anyone weary of Zoom meetings? Um, How about weary about not being able to see people in person without restrictions? Anyone getting weary of that? Okay, I see lots of hands. Uh, How many of you are getting weary of country music? Okay, I see, I see several, I see less hands, I see some, you know, not certain. But none of us who, none of that should surprise you. For those of us who knew, well, maybe the country music. But none of us should be surprised if we know about the Imago Dei that we're being wearied by those things. Because you were created, not principally to look at screens, but to look at real human faces. You were created not for isolation, but for community. 
Before any sociologist could tell us about their studies, before any psychologist could tell us about our neuroses, our spiritual ancestors told us that our God is Trinity. So type in the chat or turn to somebody and say, Trinity, go ahead, Trinity, Trinity. Even if it's your cat or your dog at home, tell them Trinity. Now, can you, can you see the implications here? The implications about being created in the image of a God that is Trinity. The implications of being created in the image of a God who is love. The implications that every human being is created in God's image, the Imago Dei. You see implications for how you treat yourself? For others? For friends? For strangers? How about implications for theology, ethics, activism, say, race relations, human rights, or how we conduct conversations in our society? Can you see all those implications? Implications for churches, for communities, for countries. There are oceans full of glimmering implications. And so ask the Holy Spirit to let you see more. Let's conduct a thought experiment. Are you ready? With God's help, whenever you see a human face this week, and hopefully it's not mine because I know there's only so much you can tolerate of that, but whenever you see a human face this week, familiar or unfamiliar, friend or foe, think Imago Dei. Imago Dei. See that face, think Imago Dei. And then Accordingly, act as a fellow image bearer of the God of love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.